Hello and welcome to Disc Could Get Nerdy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Sorrel. We took a small break last week, but we're back with all with an all-new episode on the latest horror remake, Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of reasons why we were at, uh, we took a small break. I guess smaller reason was I was away in Halifax for a couple days uh, for work. And why didn't you take me? Um, you didn't want to go. That's true, actually. <laughs> um, and I had all the lobster rolls, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, love Halifax and it's always great to be there and yeah. it's just it's just awesome to be by the water and the weather was great great awesome. um, and another the main reason why we took a break is because we just wanted to just absorb yeah I think we were the big uh, Raptors yeah really. I think we we're feeling a little bit of like a, a hangover of sorts after the Raptors mm. uh, won the championship yeah uh, and it was a really great uh, day. It was a really great couple days for Canada. Oh yeah, right. Because we we won Game Six. We didn't want to go to Game Seven. No, because it was just it was too high pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's too high pressure. No, like for me, like the thing with well, I know for you, I know live you can't sports even... has no spoiler alert. Right, right. I know. So Unfortunately, just... you don't know what's going to happen, so you're just no. freaking out constantly. And the th- it's not like... as much as your mom, I would say, but <laughs> <laughs> and especially with like basketball too, it's one of those ones where um, anything can happen in like five minutes. Exactly. And we we definitely learned that in Game Five. Which like was on the Monday, and that's the one that we all thought we were gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um, just anything can happen in like a couple minutes, especially with basketball. So, so it's uh, too too intense for my liking. But yeah, we just wanted to give a shout out to our Raptors. Uh, it was just a really great time for Canada, right? Because Raptors, it's the only Canadian team that we have in the NBA. Yes. Right. Yes. Because um, the Vancouver Grizzlies are no longer there. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's not saying anything about like you know the the Jays or the Leafs, but like you know this is it is Canada's team, right? Oh yeah. Um. And I, yeah, it was just yeah. Like, well, the Raptors, I would say, they probably have the most diverse, I guess, fan base mm-hmm. of all the teams. Yeah. Um. And it was really great to see Kawhi Leonard who even if you don't watch sports like the one thing that we always see about Kawhi is that he's always so serious yeah um and he's just got his game face on all the time so after the win to kind of see him let loose a bit like for yeah me, it was I just love seeing him like dancing here and, like... and whole so- <laughs> yeah th- that was that was just the best if there's a favorite video I have of this year yeah it is the video of Klein Leonard dancing with all of his teammates and he's got his ski goggles on yeah, it's and they're so good. champagne he's just, everywhere. Oh, he's just having a moment. Um it, it it's the Kawhi that I guess is the true Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um he's a fun guy. Yeah, he is a fun guy. <laughs> so it is really great. I mean, obviously we do hope that he stays, but let's let him Let's ha- let him like relax. A bit. Yeah, no, I mean he's been doing a, he's been doing his part, you know, kind of making the rounds, you know, going to Jay's game, went to a Jay's game, uh, he went to Niagara Falls, so you can tell he's you know he's not he's kind of he's giving Toronto he's actually thinking about it, right? Yeah, he's not just gonna. Yeah, I mean, let's not look into his Home Depot visits or whatever. Like, let's yeah. just let him like <laughs> let him enjoy himself. Let him. Enjoy- I do enjoy some of the crazy like Kawhi theories though. <laughs> Like just as a, you know, they're ridiculous, but it's still kind yeah. of it's they're kind of amusing. 
yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like for me, I even if he leaves, I am okay with it just for what he's like brought to like this city and mm-hmm. this franchise in like one year is more than like any other Raptor has, arguably, over like Vince mm-hmm. Carter. So, I mean, honestly, it you know, he's done his part, he played his year, he played his contract. So, if he wants to leave, I'm to- I'm okay with that. I will miss him, but you know. Also, please stay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At least one more year. Like, yeah, one more year wouldn't be too bad. And I mean, like, you know, they've gotten a taste of the championship already. Um, I just, it'd be really just great to see them have this momentum and just keep it going. Yeah. So, yeah, congrats to our Raptors. You guys did amazing. And take as much time as you need to like relax until the season starts up again. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say I, I did like uh, this whole playoff run just cause I kind of, I got to see a different part of you in terms of like sports. Cause you're not, <laughs> you're definitely not a sports person. No, I don't. And sports. to see you, <laughs> no, you don't sports. And to see you kind of get into it. I did. I did like it. <laughs> well, it's just like, again, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, it's crowd mentality, right? When you're with a crowd, that is enjoying the game as much as you know they do you get that contagious feeling exactly so i will say yes i am very much a bandwagoner but (laughs) i mean it's fine it's okay i do like you know i enjoyed it right Yeah, yeah um but i think just growing up with a whole family who watches the Raptors, like basketball games, like the Raptors games, i i am aware of like the stuff that's going on Right. right of course um I know when something's a foul or whatever. <laughs> That's so, fine. That's totally fine. Um, I can sports a little. Thank you. Right? Yeah. At least with basketball. If it's like other sports, I'm kind of like, nope. Baseball. No, I can't. Can't do baseball. I have to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Maybe a couple of <laughs> beers in you also or some kind of a Summersby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to know the key to my heart, Summersby is a great, is a great cider to have. <laughs> But again, yeah, congrats to the Raptors. Um, but moving on to more, I guess, geek-related news. And you can geek out about sports if you want. But. <laughs> so we enjoyed the Halloween movie. Yes. And now we found out that Halloween 2 is confirmed. Awesome. Um, Jeff, like, obviously, I guess, like, what are your your thoughts about it? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, really looking forward to it. I guess they're saying they're going to start uh, filming in the fall. They're looking at a uh, October 2020 release. Yeah, which um, is perfect. Yeah, perfect. Another obviously right around Halloween. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, you know, the, the last one was really good, and it, I think it definitely you know it left some things uh, hanging that they could kind of build on with uh, that whole uh, family dynamic that mm-hmm. they kind of had going on there at the end with the sort of three generations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm. I'm obviously excited because I did like the first movie, but I'm always hesitant, right? Yeah. It's one of those things where, um, especially with horror movies, it's always hard to let good things just kind of go, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this movie, I think, wrapped up the original Halloween movie really well, right? Because this wasn't a remake. This was pretty much, this was a direct sequel to the original Halloween movie that came out um, in like the late 70s, early 80s, right? Mm. Um, and I like that it harkened back to the original movie with like the pacing and the music and just like the overall tone. Yeah. So it totally erased the whole Laurie Strode 
being related to Michael Myers in any way. Um, and that's what I liked about it too. Cause it did bring back that fear that I have with horror movies or it could just happen to anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he kept it a lot more simple and stuff with his motives. Yeah. And I think with, with a serial killer in a character like Michael Myers, it is one of those things where it's scarier to keep him simple. Yeah, exactly. Where he's just like, he's to shape. He's not, you know, yeah. You can't explain, you know, he's doing it for some cult reasons or it's because he's, you know, trying to kill his family or it's, you know. Yeah, he's just, it's pure, pure act of evil. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I am excited, but I'm always obviously cautiously opt- optimistic. But I mean, if the same cast and crew is back, then, you know, I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, man, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, there was only one person that I didn't like in the, in the, um, in the new movie anyways, and that was that weird doctor guy the, the new re- loomis the, yeah the replacement loomis yeah well he's dead so <laughs> very much so uh, yeah he's probably not gonna make a return <laughs> yeah no he was the only he was the only thing that i found was like weird yeah yeah but other than that like i enjoyed the movie like the characters were great um judy greer she's such an underrated actress yeah um, so to kind of see her there is kind of cool too yeah, I love the whole thing they had with her and the whole like Christmas sweater thing. Yeah, it was just it was a very you know so pure, <laughs> it's like a subtle, but it was like it was a really funny joke. But it, like for yeah, like a woman celebrating Christmas on Halloween, me, <laughs> me AF. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's not the only I guess um, horror remake. No, so uh, Black Christmas. I'm excited for it. I do mm-hmm. understand your hesitations for it. So Black Christmas, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it was kind of, I guess it was one of the first Canadian horror films. And it did come out in during the slasher era, era with Friday 13th and Halloween. Um, so, it yeah, it was out early 70s, 80s, and it had a young Margot Kidder in it. Um, and it was typical, you know, sorority girls getting stalked by a creepy killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, what I loved about the original Black Christmas was the very jarring, uncomfortable first person perspective of the killer. Yeah. Right. So obviously when it switched to the scenes where he was killing them, um, you switched into his point of view. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was that was the one that was kind of like, yeah, this this horror movie is really intense. Yeah, and it sort of made you like uncomfortable yeah. to watch it. Yeah. Um, um, and then the last scene where like the phone was ringing, but then like you see the attic. Yeah. And one of the sorority girls is still there with a the bag over her head. Um, and it's just like you don't even know if like have they even found her, you know. Um, and it was just a really long like shot right of and like that that was how the movie ended so i kind of like that mm-hmm. um it is definitely very much an underrated horror movie mm-hmm. but obviously if you are a horror movie fan black christmas it has to be on your list yeah yeah um yeah no and it was great and they're remaking it again so they remade it back in the early 2000s yeah i wasn't really a fan of that one that one was not um it was it was definitely a loose remake it was very much more Mm -hmm. like sorority here's a killer kind of thing and then they just left it at that yeah um but it's supposed to come out so we do have a friday the 13th this year and that's on in december so december 13th 2019 but the thing is my worry is they haven't even shot yet 
Yeah, well, because it's it's a it's a Blumhouse production, right? So they can really sort of just push these things out. I in guess. like limited time. I mean, you know. <laughs> but I am hopeful with the cast. So it's um so Imogen Poots. She's kind of like an indie actress right now. She was in Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna be in this. Um, so I'm. Oh, I'm excited, but obviously very much hesitant just with how horror movie remakes usually work. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Do you think you're going to watch it? I mean, probably. I mean, I watch most horror crap that comes out. So, <laughs> <Horror movie. laughs> no, I mean, you know, there's good stuff and bad stuff, but I kind of watch it all and yeah. we'll see how it goes. But moving away from horror for a little bit, um, there was a lot of discussion last week with Kevin Feige. Um, basically revealing that he has been talking to Keanu Reeves for like every MCU movie. So there is, <laughs> there is definitely a want for them to get Keanu Reeves into the MCU. Yeah. But I mean, why wouldn't you though, right? If you're making any movie, honestly, just, just to have an excuse to kind of bring Keanu Reeves, just to talk to him, to see what he could potentially bring to the project. Yeah. Like, I would totally do it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, like, Keanu Reeves is a great actor, and obviously, you know, he's no stranger to action with all the John Wick movies. I mean, John Wick is almost like a superhero character of his own. Yeah. Right? Um. Yeah, Neo is a Matrix. I mean. <laughs> where do you think you could potentially see him in the MCU, though? Um, I if mean, he was to, like, say yes. Like, where, what would your, I guess, ideal yeah. Keanu MCU Catholic? Yeah, like, like, I mean, first of all, like, honestly, he could probably pull off anything. Um, and I would totally be fine with it. But, like, more specifically, like, maybe a Moon Knight mm-hmm. or, like, even Silver Surfer. Yeah, I, would, I think I would be, be you know, things. very interested in seeing that. <laughs> would you want him as a hero, though? Or do you think... I don't know. See, for me, it's like he's always played heroes and he's always played the lead, right? So I guess, is there a villain that you think he could play in the MCU? Uh, gee, uh, I don't know. He could probably pull off anything, really. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, when they first announced Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, it was kind of like, what? But, I mean, he, from all the previews... You're like, what? It's Jake Gyllenhaal. Again, but from all the previews that I'm seeing, I'm like, you know what? It's not It's not bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> is amazing. No, nothing against him, obviously, <laughs> as an actor. But, like, for me, like, I guess the Mysterio I was always familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely was not Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Oh, you didn't picture Jake Gyllenhaal when you were watching that uh, animated Spider-Man no, series? No. no, I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> that was only me, um, then. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to introduce Keanu Reeves. It, it's a, it's obviously up to him whether or not he wants to do it. Yeah. But I obviously, Kevin Feige and the rest of the FCU team are definitely interested mm-hmm. in bringing him there, right? Yep. Uh, there's another person that they, or Robert Downey Jr. has expressed wanting to bring, which is Ironheart. So I'm not too familiar with the character, but I think that's... Um, the person who eventually takes up the mantle of Iron Man then with Riri Williams. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess like, I guess right now they are kind of shifting into what the comics are turning into. It's like, um, obviously with, uh, Falcon now being Captain America. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
I think it's still too early to introduce a new Iron Man or a new, like, yeah, just a new Iron Man into the MCU. Yeah. But I think it would be cool eventually to explore, even if it's just like a small cameo for now. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, you know, with the horror movie remake for Child's Play, just a warning, major spoilers are ahead. So if you haven't seen the movie... Just pause this video and then come back or pause this podcast and then come back and watch it again or come back and listen to it again after you've watched the movie. Mm. Uh, But here is our thoughts on Child's Play. So we saw Child's Play and uh, first thing I just want to mention, I think it was really clever sort of counter uh, marketing promotion with uh, releasing it the same week as uh, Toy Story 4. <laughs> yeah, I like the um, kind of like the parody posters that they did. Yeah, I love those posters um, where like you can see him like killing all these different toys. <laughs> yeah, and then you just kind of see his like like a silhouette of his body or something in the background. So I thought and it, it almost looked like the same exact posters as Toy Story. Yeah. So that worked really well. Um, there was actually a, an artist. I forgot who he was, but he tweeted out like a fan made poster that he did of Sid's toys. So like all oh, the creepy toys. Right. Getting revenge on Chucky. Oh, so nice. I thought that was like really hilarious. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know, I mean, I know for me, um, I was definitely hesitant about this movie at first, especially after like seeing, you know, the first trailer. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I don't know. I wasn't really like, you know, what are they doing here? It's very different from the original. Mm-hmm. This one's going to be more of a like evil technology mm-hmm. uh, sort of feel as opposed to the kind of mystical, I guess, the voodoo aspects of the original. Yeah. And it honestly seemed like with this movie, we weren't going to get the same because I found out like the original Chucky too. He was like, um, Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. and that he was very talkative. Yeah. Right. Um, so he always had like, you know, his lines that he had to say, whereas I felt like this one was definitely going to be different and it definitely felt like it was going to shy away from that. Cause the thing with Chucky eventually is it got to the point where it rode that fine line between, you know, something you take seriously as a horror movie and then something to take not so seriously as a comedy. Yeah. Because I, yeah. Cause like the original, I'd say the first three were a um, little, definitely more like legit horror movies. Mm-hmm. And as they kind of started to progress, they started to go a little more into comedy. Mm-hmm. But then after that, once they went into the ride of Chucky mm-hmm. and seed of Chucky and all those movies, that's when I just totally went over the top. Mm-hmm. Like once they brought in Jennifer Tilly, then they had the whole thing with um, Tiffany and Chucky um well basically having sex mm-hmm. as you know plastic dolls do i guess <laughs> and somehow producing a baby mm-hmm. um, at that point like the whole franchise just like off the rails and like i mean it was good for what it was but it was just like just but, became so like again it, it, it is what happens to horror movies sometimes right like, oh yeah i mean halloween franchise is no different yeah right yeah i mean at, at some point you have to have one of your slashers in space yeah, that seems to be that was, that was a thing. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was definitely very skeptical, and then I think we were still skating the edge of are we going to watch this? Yeah, definitely, I was. I know for me, I've a couple a couple of big selling points were uh, Mark Hamill's involvement, mm-hmm. as well as um, Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. So that definitely kind of eh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we'll yeah. see how it goes. 
I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Um, obviously, Mark Hamill does such a great voice. Like he he does such great voice characters. Yeah. But we'll talk about that more kind of later on. But I think the thing that gave me a little bit more confidence in this is the, um, I guess the critic reactions to the movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, once you, once those like reviews started to come out, and there was a lot of a lot of positive ones, a lot of good things being said. That definitely, you know, made my decision, our decision, a lot easier to go mm-hmm. ahead and see it, which we did on like ten o'clock. Yeah, on a like Saturday. ten a.m. Yeah, <laughs> we were, I think we were like, yeah, there was like one more, one other. Person. Yeah, I was so excited originally because I thought we were going to be the only ones there and we have the theater to my to like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Then like one person came at the end, which is fine. <laughs> it's okay, you know. So I guess for you, like, what are your initial thoughts for the movie? Yeah, I mean, my initial, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's one of, I didn't know how they were going to do it with, like, the technology aspect, but they, they did it really well. They explained it really well. So it wasn't a thing where it raised any, I guess, sort of, like, two alarming questions. Yeah. Um. So I thought it, I thought it went really well. Um. Aubrey Plaza, you know, she's great in just, like, everything that she does. Oh, yeah. I loved her. Loved her in Parks and Rec. And, yeah. I mean, Legion. He's awesome in that. Yeah. Um. So, when they're like, oh, yeah, like, Aubrey Plaza is going to play a mom. I was kind of. Hold I, up. Wait. <laughs> I was really curious. Because yeah. it's just, like, you, you know how Aubrey Plaza is just as a character and in real life. So, you're like. How is she going to be, like, as a mom? Yeah, like, it's impossible not to see her as, like, April Ludgate. <laughs> yeah. And with this movie, she played, she basically was, like, you know, it's like, oh, like, that's how Aubrey Plaza would be, like, as a mom. And you're just like, wow, that is how Aubrey Plaza is, like, a mom. Yeah, exactly. Right? And yeah. I like that they did that. Um, I like that they kind of kept Aubrey Plaza very much in the development of the character. Yeah. Um. Because Aubrey Plaza as, as a mom is like incredibly hilarious, and she's just like snarky and funny. Yeah, like I could tell there was that one scene uh, earlier in the movie where she was in the store, and I think that um, that person that there was like a customer who was trying yeah. to, I guess, return uh, an item. It was very much like April Mudgate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you like, um, yeah, if you ever watch Parks and Rec and you see Aubrey Plaza as April Mudgate, it's basically April Mudgate as a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But she was great in it too, right? She had she had really good moments, um, and just it it was refreshing to kind of see her in a, in a horror movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to also give a shout out to Brian Tyree Henry, who is also a great actor, super um, underrated with like Atlanta, and then he also played, uh, he also voiced Miles Morales's dad in Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Right, of course. So that was cool, but I feel like his character was like in a totally separate movie because he'd have those like cop under the breath like moments. Like he's a serious detective guy, yeah. or he- like all those scenes where he's like visiting, kind of like the crime scene after um yeah he always had like he always had like the last line and i'm kind of just like is he is he in the same movie yeah (laughs) it was great yeah no but he was great with like his uh his mom and stuff right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then you know so with this one we had we kept the same characters in that the original 
main characters of the original Child's Play movie was Karen and Andy Barkley mm-hmm. and then Chucky. Yeah. So this one, they did keep the names. Yeah. Um, so Gabriel Bateman is a, is the kid actor who played Andy, and I thought he was really great. Yeah, um, solid. Really solid acting from a lot of the kid actors, too. Yeah, right? I like all the kids. Yeah, and his friends also. They were not bad. <laughs> yeah. And, again, it's one of those things where um, whoever does the casting for these movies is incredibly solid, especially when it comes to the kid actors. Mm-hmm. Um, they really do get a lot from them. Yeah, definitely. Right? But, I mean, I think I think most importantly, um, Ch- with Chucky, the actual, like, the doll itself, mm-hmm. I think they did, a, they did a really good job there. Mm-hmm. It looked, um, it looked creepy. Yeah, I know. To look at first, I at first my first side, I was a little like, oh, I don't know. But after, like, it grew on me, mm-hmm. and especially with some of the different sort of effects that they do. I guess this is face. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's like that weird thing that they were doing earlier in the movie, where he They're was trying, trying to get him to, to like, faces, yeah, 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 to like scare the <laughs> uh, the dick uh, guy who was banging his mom. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, then also later with some. Um, like the eyes, they do a lot with, with the eyes, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously, when it's like he's like it's all good, they're like just blue and stuff. But then when it goes to like full on evil, it's just yeah. like it's red and it's. Well, he's he's like Spider Man in that he has like that killer mode, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes to killer mode. That's when his eyes go red, and you're just like, oh gosh, this is oh. What's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Mark Hamill did really great, and yeah. he was, he was. Different from the original Chucky and that like the original Chucky with like Brad Dourif, he always had like his quips and his comebacks, right? Whereas Mm -hmm. the way that Mark Hamill and the way that this movie had portrayed Chucky was a lot more creepy and sinister. Um, It was definitely more stalkery. Like, you know, if you can't be, if I can't be your best friend, no one's going to be your best friend kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Mark Hamill did a really great job and he's such... Obviously, you know, we know him as the Joker, like in terms of his voice work. Of course. We know him as Joker, and he does such a great, great job with that. So he did a really stellar job with, with Chucky. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, Do you want to talk about the origin story bit and how it differs from the original? Yeah. Because so, I mean, obviously. Of course, yeah. Because in the original, it's a little different where uh, Chucky, um, the doll, he's actually um, the serial killer who basically, he, he's a serial killer who's into uh, voodoo. And basically after, I guess, the cops chase him down, shoot him, he's like, and he's about to bleed out. He, uh, this is voodoo powers. He transfers his consciousness to um, the Chucky doll that he finds at the toy store. And through that, that's basically, he's like the Chucky doll, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of a major part of a lot of the Chucky movies is him like attempting to sort of transfer his consciousness from the Chucky doll back into like a human. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously for this one, you know, we don't, that's totally different. Mm-hmm. For this, it's just, it's just evil technology. Mm-hmm. Right. And we sort of get it right at the beginning where we see that um, the, uh, the Caslin, I guess. Um, warehouse. Yeah. That warehouse in Vietnam where the, uh, I guess that disgruntled employee kind of takes off all the uh, safeties i guess on that doll <laughs> which which yeah so <laughs> so wouldn't this raise some red flags that if you were going to create a toy mm-hmm. specifically marketed for kids but you know can be used for the entire family wouldn't you just create a program that already has safety features and it's not a thing where you have to 
where there's an opportunity to disable said safety features. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that definitely goes into the whole, like, it's like, what? It's like this toy. It's like, this is for kids. Yeah. I'm just going to like disable the safety. Like, yeah, he's got to do like one, two clicks here and then, okay, now he's good for kids. And then you're just like, shouldn't these already. (laughs) Yeah. Like, shouldn't like, like no safety features, like exist already. Yeah, exactly. You would think so. I mean, I think it also kind of goes into, um, I guess Kaslin as a company, they're mm-hmm. almost like their motives in general mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, are they really like, mm-hmm. are they a good company or what's, you know, yeah. is there so, more behind this, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, if for a second, like, do you want to talk about, like, we can talk about the gore level. Yeah. I was surprised actually with the gore. I am. I mean, I, 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 I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I liked the day, you know, especially some of the kills that they really, they didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I will say though, I mean, some, they were really ridiculous in parts, like, um, the first one was the, uh, the, what's his name? The face? The dick guy. Yeah. The, the step or. Yeah. Well, with the Christmas lights, right? Yeah. 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 Like that, the whole, like the whole setup of that was just so like ridiculous. Cause you see him, you know, with the ladder, he's going up, taking off the Christmas lights. Also like, why would you take your Christmas lights in the dark? Can you just do it at like nighttime? (laughs) Like. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then that's the whole like setup. One. That whole setup where he like falls off the ladder and then his leg just like Ugh, breaks like so that. Then he's like crawling and then you get, I guess, the uh, like that lawnmower that turns mm-hmm. on. And it's like slowly going towards him. And you can, you know, you know where this is going. Yeah. But then they like, they show like Everything. a good amount of it. Yeah. So the um, horror level in this is pretty, um, for horror movie junkies, it is great. Right. Yeah, and you definitely, you know, you see the aftermath of it as well, where um, Chucky basically cuts his face off Which is as like, well. What? Which, I mean, he learned, I guess, from, uh, you know, earlier um, in the movie when uh, the kids were all watching uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, But I'm, like, I think. wondering, too, like, how, this is why it's always, like, so weary to have, like, technology in your house, because it's just, like, how smart was this robot to, like, be able to... You know, almost as if surgically remove, like, the guy's face, right? Right, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Because that's why it's so scary. Because it's like he was, like, he's learning, Mm -hmm. right? And he's kind of learning from all these different, like, interactions with people and what he sees. Mm -hmm. Their reactions. And that's kind of how he grows and evolves. Mm -hmm. Um, When he started choking the cat, I was like, nope. Ah, that was, yeah. This is not movie for me um <laughs> oh yeah actually, actually another another thing uh you took a bathroom break at this important mm-hmm. scene but um another thing that uh, he kind of does um, which i thought was really disturbing um was that after uh the cat is killed um and then andy's just like in his bedroom and then you see chucky he's kind of i guess like in the darkness mm-hmm. but like he can you can hear like the cat like the cat sounds mm-hmm. So he was, to Chucky Doll, he was literally mimicking the cat sounds that the cat was making when he killed him. That's insane. And it was, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it was really messed up. Um, so obviously it is different from the original movie, but do you like the differences that they made? Do you like that the they did obviously, you know, shy away from like the whole like voodoo yeah. type? Yeah, no, I, I liked it for this movie. I mm-hmm. think it's it was a you know it was good kind of justify you know its existence in a way where it's it's different from where the other movies have gone. They've kind of gone down this path at this point where it's like we need a reboot, kind of like a you know fresh kind of eyes on this story. And 
Yeah. I like it felt it felt very Black Mirror esque almost. Yeah, it definitely felt very Black Mirror with evil technology. Um, which it's one of those things. I mean, the great thing about Black Mirror is um just with the abundance of technology we're getting right now, it's so you know, it's something so like technology is so readily available and you know, obviously the fictional Caslin core corporation, like that could happen. Yeah. You know, it's slowly starting to happen with like Google Home and like Alexa and all of those different devices. Um, you know, who's to say that like, you know, Google or Alexa won't come up with like a vacuum or something that like um literally controls every single appliance in your house. As right. If it already doesn't, right? Yeah. And then like a doll for your kids that will also help you call an Uber or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so I, I liked for me, um, just watching this, it did f- feel very Black Mirror-esque in that it could happen, right? Yeah. Um, but again, let's continue talking about Caslin Corp. I feel like during... I feel like they're kind of the real villains behind the scenes. Yeah, right? potentially, Chucky's yeah. just more of like a pawn. Yeah, I, they've definitely they definitely left it open. I think for a sequel to kind of explore um, Kazlin as a company mm-hmm. and like their true motives. Um, yeah, because my theory is mm-hmm. that Kazlin Corp Corporation is like a front, and they do a lot of like black market weapons dealing. Yeah, because right? I mean, you you do see that they have like or like products of drones, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing with like these dolls, like these buddy dolls, is there's computers in them there. You can connect them to like a Wi-Fi network and stuff. And with this one, you know, just with like that small glitch that he had, he was able, like that Chucky doll was able to control every single buddy doll in yeah. the store. Yeah. Plus the drones, plus other, um, Caslin Corp corporation products. Yeah. And they're right? able to like lock the store down. Yeah. I mean, it was everything like the amount of like, you know, there's so many like military uses that this technology would have, which kind of goes back into the like origin story, I guess, like in the opening scene where, um, is Caslin corporation just kind of lazy in that they were just using the same technology for the buddy doll. And then it was just like, Oh, it's okay. If we add features that can, you know, enable the safety, features like that's fine yeah right not really realizing that you know just if you just make a program that has safety features already that you can't disable like that's perfect for kids and Mm -hmm. families right yeah no exactly um what did you think do you think that i mean what does this mean for the sequels if there are going to be sequels because i know that you said that if they ended it like this it would be fine yeah, I feel, yeah, like, I'm fine just, just being, like, one movie if they want. But, I mean, if they want to, you know, do another sequel, they definitely could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for this movie, um, Chucky wasn't, didn't really become, like, full-on Chucky, mm-hmm. I guess, until the end. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the whole movie, he's kind of just, like, learning from all his experiences and stuff. And he's still very, like, naive. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, he doesn't kind of go, like, full-on with, like, the voice also. Like what? I can't hold this knife. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can't choke the sh- living sh- out of this cat. Yeah, exactly. He's not. He's not full on. Just like you know, like we see in the other Chucky movies, mm. right? Um, but at the end, they definitely, you know, they do leave that open where you know he could just go full on like evil Chucky at the end. Do you want? I guess. Do you want 
like the like do you want Andy and Karen to come back for the sequels or do you want yeah for I, me, I I'd be more curious to focus on Kaslin core yeah like I mean I wouldn't mind seeing them come back in some part but the way it's set up they don't really even have to because mm-hmm. you can definitely just explore it with you know just with like the the Kaslin corporation yeah right? and just you know the toys getting in the hands of you know someone else and it kind of growing mm-hmm. you know a little more um because i mean even like what's gonna be the aftermath of like what happened like in that store yeah right like you know because that's a big pr nightmare <laughs> yeah too, exactly right? how do you like you know how do you cover that up like oh you know this christmas these toys are coming out they totally were involved in this like massacre at the store a little while ago yeah. but you know forget about that it's fine but do you remember the little girl in the front too who just got like sprayed with blood yeah when that when the, that, uh, that mask guy got like cut oh yeah that's i don't know <laughs> when they did that i was like oh oh no like she's right there she's right in the splash zone yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm like oh they're probably not gonna do it and then like they full-on like did it yeah intense. yeah no that's why yeah again I, I really like that this movie didn't hold back in like that regard mm. and um would yeah, you watch I, it again I, yeah definitely i would mm-hmm. i enjoyed it a lot you know it was funny it was it was funny in the right places it was gory in the right places mm-hmm. um i mean it did have some kind of i don't know if i would call it cheap jump scares but like there were jump scares which i mean i'm not as big a fan of mm-hmm. But it it, it balance it out enough with enough like creepy moments. Yeah. Whether it's like Chucky just sort of like staring at Andy as he sleeps. Oh, that was so creepy. Or just you know, <laughs> the song or like his buddy. Song. Yeah, or like the buddy song in general is just so creepy. Mm-hmm. And like even at the end, um, like where Mark Hamill just like sings the buddy song, and it's like you almost got like these like Joker vibes. Yeah. From it, right? And it was like it was really creepy. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. But, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, I really liked it. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, Again, remakes you never know. And this one was definitely, it definitely shied away from the original storyline. But it worked really well in that I think it did take a lot of elements and inspiration from, like, Black Mirror. Yeah. So that kind of helped work everything. And, I mean, it is something that could potentially happen with all the new technology that's coming out. Right? But... Again, Black Mirror has been on for like five seasons already, mm-hmm. and these corporations are still making stuff. Yeah. Um. So it's like I don't know if we've even fully learned our lesson, or you know, anyone has even been like, "Oh, it's not going to happen" because it's always a fictional show or a fictional movie. Yeah. Like, these things could happen. Well, that's always how the takeover starts, right? It's like just under your nose, and you just kind of think, "Oh, you know, it can't happen," and then it just sort of sneaks in there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if. if Child's Play, if the series does steer into that whole fantastical element, yeah. it'd be really cool to see like Aubrey Plaza being like a like a Sarah Carter type. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor type. Yeah, yeah. To take down like Housing Corporation. Yeah, yeah. Just That'd imagine be pretty that. Cool, yeah. <laughs> and she's great. Like the more roles that we can get Aubrey Plaza in, like the better. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's she is one of my favorite actresses of all time. But, you know, I, that's it for our Child's Play episode. It was a very short podcast. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was a short movie. Yeah. <laughs> 90 minutes. Yeah. But, but it... Yeah. That's like, yeah. <laughs> um, 
it's just because like with all the superhero movies, we're just used to it being like so long. right? Yeah, like a three hour epic where you got to like plan your pee breaks accordingly. Yeah. No, that's when I didn't plan. It. Actually, I did plan. it. I'm like, I don't want to see anything gross. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm just going to walk away now. How did that work out for you? It was fine because I didn't see the cat getting killed. I know, but you also saw the all the other death. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. At least I didn't see the cat getting killed, so that's the most important part. Actually, yeah. What about that Jack Black death? <laughs> yes. Yeah, what was like, that about? <laughs> like Jack Black, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't, but like it looked like him. Yeah. And like that whole scene was so like elaborate and crazy. <laughs> it was so elaborate. It was so just crazy. to get him just, up there and like it was so long. Yeah. Um. And yeah. It, gore level for this one if you're a horror movie fan and you like gore like this is definitely a good movie to see absolutely yeah but you know did you guys agree with anything we said or if you didn't um you can always let us know on social media at facebook.com slash this could get nerdy or on twitter and instagram at get nerdy pod and if you want to listen to our previous episodes you can find us anywhere you guys listen to podcasts we will be back with another episode uh, soon like i was gonna say shortly, shortly? yeah Share one you want to go with. <laughs> Signing off, this is Sorrel. And I am Jeff. And you're listening to This Could Get Nerdy.